Wickedness is real. Oppression is real. But more real is our victory. For this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. God has commissioned Bishop David Oyedeko to preach the word of faith, liberating men everywhere from all oppressions of the devil. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to rule in the midst of your enemies and subdue them under your feet. Now, Bishop David Oyedeko. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. Following someone that knows the way guarantees you arrive at your desired destination. He said, Be ye not slothful. For followers of them through faith and patience obtain the promises. So God intends that we look around for people who have obtained what we are striving to obtain, line up our steps with them, and we obtain those same promises without tears. And that's why the Bible is full of human examples so it can become easy for us to appreciate what it takes to get across to where we are going this month is going to be to everyone here a month of an historical deliverance whatever won't let you get across will be crushed in your behalf this month. As we examine the subject of perfection, one of the hidden factors in the school of perfection is the conscience factor. The conscience. Many don't even know what it means. And they don't know whether it plays any role or not in a believer's life. So tonight I'll be sharing with you part one on the power of the conscience. The power of the conscience. The power of the conscience. I read for a start a verse of scriptures here in First Timothy chapter 1 and we read in verse 19. First Timothy chapter 1 and verse 19. Holding faith And faith, no, holding faith and what? A good conscience. 
which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 19. Or have you removed that from your Bible? Now let's read together if you are there because I see you looking at it from Old Testament. First Timothy is in the New Testament. Now are you there? Now let's go. Holding faith and a good conscience which some haven't put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. So without a good conscience no matter the dimension of faith in which you operate you are heading for a shipwreck. You are heading for an accident. You are heading for a crash. You are heading for a regret. Holding faith and a good conscience. Which some haven't put away concerning faith have made shipwreck. Good conscience. What is conscience? The conscience is, can be defined as the invisible you that determines the destiny of the visible you. Is the invisible you, the you that cannot be seen with natural eyes, but he determines the destiny of the you that we can see. It is the you that only you can relate with. It is the you that only you can relate with. It is your most confidential companion. Its mission is to police your destiny unto dignity if you let him. Its mission is to police your destiny unto dignity if you let him. Every mortal man has a conscience. 
You don't have to be a Christian to have a conscience. But being a Christian helps your conscience to stay alive. You don't have to be a Christian to have a conscience. But being a Christian helps your conscience to stay alive. As you will find out later, the healthier your conscience, the higher you fly. Conscience, my most awesome companion. Conscience, my invisible confidant. Conscience, the life wire of every mortal destiny. Conscience. So your conscience is the custodian of your destiny. And it's so, it's so explicitly Revealed in the New Testament the power of the conscience. That means from that first Timothy chapter 1, verse 19, faith is no substitute for a good conscience. In Romans chapter 9, verse 1. <laughs> He said, My conscience also bearing witness with the Holy Ghost. So, no matter how anointed, you still need a conscience. Romans chapter 9. I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. Romans 9 1. So, faith is no substitute and the anointing of the Holy Ghost is no substitute. You have a conscience and if your conscience is sick, dying, or dead, this is going to be a month of resurrection. Without an exposition on the word conscience, perfection is an impossibility. It's not there. That is the monitor of your thoughts, the monitor of your acts. And it sends signals for caution time and again. Conscience. 
one of the greatest men in the New Testament by name, Apostle, the Apostle Paul. He said in Acts chapter 23, verse 1, I have lived in all good conscience before the Lord until this day. Acts chapter 23 and verse 1. And Paul earnestly, beholding the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God unto this day. Acts of the Apostles 23 and verse 1. I have lived in all good conscience before God unto this day. I have lived in all good conscience before God unto this day. He went on to elaborate on what is this conscience, what is, this, what is the literal effect of a good conscience. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, Second Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 12. For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have had our conversation in the world and more abundantly to you all. Now look, what is the testimony of our conscience? Godly sincerity. What is it? demonstrated in your day-to-day -day work. Godly sincerity, the testimony of our conscience. Godly sincerity, the testimony of our conscience. No hypocrisy, no falsehood, no manipulations. The testimony of our conscience Simplicity and godly sincerity. The testimony of our conscience. That is when godly sincerity becomes your way of life. Come on, say godly sincerity. When godly sincerity becomes your way of life, you have a testimony of a good conscience. Good conscience. He went on to expatiate. In Hebrews chapter 13, tonight by the power of the blood of Jesus, there is going to be a resurrection of every dead conscience. Tonight, and every sickly conscience, every defied conscience, will be fully recovered to health and vitality tonight. Yeah. Chapter 13 and verse 18. Pray for us, Paul writing, for we trust that we have a good conscience in all things, willing to live honestly. What's a good conscience? Living honestly. Honesty becomes your lifestyle. 
willing to live honestly. Pray for us. We have a covenant to live honestly. That is what we are our conscience turns to live honestly. Very important. If only on this earth we have profit, then we are most of all men miserable. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 19. We know that someday every one of us shall give account of himself. Before God. Romans 14, 12. Every one of us will stand to give account of himself before God. We therefore cannot afford to be partakers of the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather to reprove them. Ephesians 5, 11. Without a healthy conscience, you are on the highway to hell. Without a healthy conscience, you are on the highway to hell. Heading for a shipwreck. Heading for eternal regrets. There is nothing of value that does not carry a cost. Whatever has value carries a definite cost. You can't operate a good conscience without paying the price for it. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 19, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 19, The word says, For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience towards God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. So, you may have to endure pains, grief, suffering wrongfully like Joseph in the house of Potiphar. Like Daniel in the land of Babylon. Like Mordecai in the hand of Haman. If a man for conscience towards God endures grief, suffering wrongfully, he said it is thankworthy. That means at the end of it, you will say, Thank you, Jesus. 
At the end of it, people will thank God on your behalf. Now, the same way Daniel came out of the den of lion, you will come out of that shame and reproach. The same way Joseph came out of the prison and Potiphar became his bodyguard, you will come out of that prison. He said, it is thankworthy. At the end of the day, you will know that God never loses. That the truth will always triumph. He said, you will know it. What does it take to cultivate a healthy conscience? In the first instance, I'd like to quickly analyze three levels of the human conscience. Come on, say three levels. Yeah. One from 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12, we have described there a weak conscience. Come on, say weak. Weak conscience. Weak conscience. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 12. We have what is described here as a weak conscience. And then we have defied or evil conscience. Now, weak conscience here implies a conscience that falls for whatever obtains in an environment. That is, it is vulnerable to the environment. If it comes to where smokers are, immediately it begins to embrace smoking. It's, it's like a chameleon in nature. He adapts without any resistance to the ongoings in any environment. We conscious. He said, if you take food that is offered to idol, the man that has a weak conscience will fall for it. First Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12. That is, that conscience is subjective to the environmental pollutions. Whatever obtains there catches him fast. Weak, weak. He lacks the required resistance. Then we have what we call defied conscience. This conscience is an evil conscience. It has, it has been corrupted by evil. Titus chapter 1 and verse 15 talks about a defied conscience. A defied conscience means an evil conscience. A conscience that has become vulnerable to evil. Evil has become a way of life. Titus, you have Titus in your Bible? Now let's try to check it. Titus chapter 1 and verse 15. Unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defied and unbelieving is nothing pure. 
even their mind and conscience is what? Defied. Defied mind, defied conscience. The conscience falls for the defilement of the mind. Defied. In Hebrews chapter 10, we read in verse 22. Hebrews 10, 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Come and say, evil conscience. Now, that's, that's talking about defied conscience. Evil conscience. Having our mind sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Evil conscience. And then, of course, we have what we call dead conscience. Evil has had its way to a point that the conscience has become dead. Now we look at it from 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. 1 Timothy 4, 2. It talks about Now the Spirit of God speaketh expressly that some shall depart from the faith. Now verse 2 said, Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with what? A hot iron. When you place a hot iron on flesh, you destroy the cells. That's why after a fire born, the cells have become thoroughly dead and can no longer function as it were. They are no longer linked up with life. They can no longer grow. They have died. So when your conscience is here with a hot iron, it implies a dead conscience. Speaking lies, that is you have lied to a point that lies have become like the truth. Chapter 9 of Hebrews and verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, Hebrews 9, 14, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So only a dead conscience will generate dead works. When it's seared with a hot iron, only dead works are produced by it. So we have three classes of the conscience, or we can classify the conscience into three different kinds. Weak conscience, defied conscience, and dead conscience. What does it take to develop a healthy conscience? 
out of these three dangerous levels of conscience or kinds of conscience. We've heard from God's word that there is a good conscience. So you have a good conscience, you have a weak conscience, you have a defied conscience, and you have a dead conscience. But every level of this conscience is redeemable. Come and say redeemable. Can I hear you say redeemable? How do I develop a healthy conscience out of a weak conscience, a defied conscience, and a dead conscience? Paul was speaking here in chapter 24 of Acts of the Apostles and verse 16. Herein do I exercise myself. What do I do? To always have a conscience that is void of offense both towards God and towards man. I exercise myself. The only way to grow from weakness to strength is by what? Exercising yourself. That's the whole job that the physiotherapists do in helping their patients regain strength. They subject them to exercises and with time the limb that is trying to give up begins to pick up again. Herein do I exercise myself to always have a conscience that is void of offense. I exercise myself. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, he said, Bodily exercise profited little. But godliness is profitable unto all things. He said, exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Verse 7. And verse 8 said, for bodily exercise profited little. But godliness is profitable unto all things. Having the promise of the life which now is and the one which is to come. So how do we come out of a weak conscience into a strong one and a healthy one? Through what? Exercising ourselves unto godliness. If God said no, I say no. If God said no, I say no. They say you are a dummy, you are a fool. If God said no, I say no. Exercising yourself unto godliness. He said exercise thyself. You only excel in a field where you exercise yourself. You only excel in a field where you exercise yourself. Quite a number of um, television hosts, when they started their career, I mean, it was an OP task. They are sweating just to be sure they don't make mistake. 
People reading news for the first time, you see them under tension. But after some time, it's like drinking water. Some television hosts in quite a number of developed countries, you see them like they're in their bedroom when they are talking. They're just talking on, there's nothing, there's no tension. But an amateur, before going there at all, his heart is panting. He has crammed, he has misquoted, he has... But as he kept doing it, and doing it, and doing it, someday, he becomes a celebrity. In an area where nobody could even see a future for him. Exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having the promise of the life which now is and the one which is to come. That is undertaking practical responsibility to develop a healthy conscience. You are not wishing for it to happen. You are taking a stand to make it happen. Our close tonight from Hebrews 9.14 It's a quite a lot more to say but we stop at that point because it's quite quite relevant to what we are doing here tonight. In chapter 9 verse 14 I read it the other time how much more? Now look at verse 13. For if the blood of bulls Hebrews 9.13 and 14 the blood of bulls and of goats and of ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth it Sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience? The blood of Christ, among other things, is a covenant device through which our conscience is purged, rescued from the region of death. Brought out of the grave to serve the living God one more time. So the blood of Jesus is our rescue agent from the realms of death as far as our conscience is concerned. So tonight you are going to pray and plead the blood of Jesus to sanctify your conscience purge it from every form of weakness every form of defilement and to rescue it from death so that one more time you can serve the living God with all the vibrancy it requires can I hear your amen, amen. so what a joy tonight we pray the blood and then we now take the blood in the communion and as we take that blood in faith, everyone's conscience comes alive afresh tonight, never to be defied again in the name of Jesus Christ.
My conscience is the custodian of my destiny. I have no choice but remain highly protective of my conscience. Ensure it stays healthy so it can keep me flying. Rise to your feet. You can't be cheating someone without knowing, can you? You can't be lying without knowing, can you? You can't defraud without knowing, can you? There's one very terrible story many, many years ago, I think it was about 34, 35 years now. Someone shit on the flower bed when we were in school. And then the boys that shit gather themselves together and devise a means to know who shit. So they are going to roll the Bible to discover who shit. The one who shit has called somebody else to join holding the Bible. They were the most vocal. We didn't know. So after, when they call one of our seniors like this, the Bible rolled. He said, no, he didn't shit. They said, you shit. <laughs> the Bible says, you shit. They rolled it the second time. They call his name. It rolled. Oh, Yes. And among the people holding the Bible was the one who actually shit. <laughs> Amen. So everybody was mocking this innocent person. He was broken. He was battered. He could not recover himself. He lived a miserable life for what he did not do. But I know that that day God was laughing and you are the boy who shit here. I'm going to shit you proper. You know, God knows. It was more than three years before the man who shit came to say he could not rest. He was the one who shit. <laughs> it doesn't matter how long you pray and fast. If you don't possess a good conscience, you are not heading for a great future. A good conscience is your guarantee for a great future. Lift up your two hands before the Lord. Begin to plead the blood of Jesus over your conscience. The blood of Jesus. Purge my conscience of every form of weakness. 
purge my conscience of every form of defilement purge my conscience from every form of death begin to plead the blood of Jesus Christ I desire a healthy conscience before you at all times in the name of Jesus lift up your voice before the Lord rescue your conscience from the grave I rescue my conscience from the grave today 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 hallelujah in Jesus precious name in Jesus precious name the conscience of every unbeliever is vulnerable to satanic maneuverings is most vulnerable to satanic maneuverings you hardly can do what you want to do because until you are translated to the kingdom of his own dear son you are under the kingdom of satan and if you are in his kingdom you must be subjective to his orders without a good conscience you cannot serve the living god until your conscience and my conscience is purged from dead works we cannot serve the living god this is a night of encounter would you lift up your two hands before the lord right now that by this communion table my conscience is coming alive and I'm serving the living God acceptably begin to draw, drink into the effect of the blood covenant as it relates to the healthy your healthy conscience as I partake of this communion tonight I tap into the virtues of the blood covenant. For a total purging of my conscience from every dead works to serve the living God. So help me, Lord. Let your blood prevail in my life tonight. 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 Let your blood prevail over my soul tonight. By the power of your blood, cause my conscience to come alive. In truth and indeed. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' precious name. Father Lord, honor your word tonight. And let it be that everyone's desire shall be delivered into their hand. In the same vein, whatever cannot survive in the body of Christ, as you partake of his flesh and of his blood, it shall not survive in your life and my life. Tonight is a night of sanctification A night of cleansing unto perfection Let it be Lord in the name of Jesus Thank you Father In Jesus name Thank you for quickening 
Our conscience is back to life again. Thank you for rescuing our consciences from the grave. Receive our thanks in Jesus' name. Every question in everyone's life shall find an answer from the Lord this year. This month shall be to everyone a month of answers indeed. Go in peace. Experience the fullness of your testimony as far as your desire for tonight's service is concerned in the name of Jesus. Whatever concerns you, this is a month of perfection. The Lord shall perfect all things that concern you. You are returning on Sunday with living testimonies on your lips. Go in peace. Harassment is forbidden on your way. In the night, you shall not hear the noise of pestilence. No evil report is permitted from you all through this year. This is your year of dominion. Everything about you will be speaking dominion. In Jesus' name. Bishop David Oyedepo has just placed in your hands the key to all-round victory, exploits, success, and unquestionable dominion over all life's challenges. The end has come to all your struggles in Jesus' name. Please share your testimony with us. Write Bishop David Oyedepo, PMB 21688 Ikeja, Lagos, Nigeria, or call 774-7546 774-7547 or send your testimony through email bishop at winnerscanaanland.org and best of all come hear the man of God live as you worship with us at Faith Tabernacle Canaan Land Kilometer 10 Idiroko Road Otter on Thursdays 5pm to 7pm on Sundays, 9 a.m. to 11.30 a.m.